welcome to Park in the Bus, episode 21 of the only fantasy football podcast that thinks defence is better than attack. I'm your host, Callum McAvoy, joined as ever by my good friend and founding member of the Luke Shaw Appreciation Society, <laughs> Jack Murray. Good evening, Callum. Good evening, Luke Shaw's number one fan. <laughs> yeah, what a player. Don't get me started, Callum. It'll be a full-on podcast about the best left-back on planet Earth. Oh, I've already decided the the title for the pod will be uh, the Luke Shaw Appreciation Society. <laughs> like, you can't... I'm not... No matter what happens and no matter what we say over the next hour and a half is going to change that. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is the title. <laughs> it could have been an even more... It could have been Luke Shaw's... I, I actually might have founded a, an actual Luke Shaw fan club. Because he was on... He was on for, like, 20 points at one point. But it didn't work out. But it, it, I'm the only one that appreciates his true talent, not not Solskjaer, something off at half time. I think he was just being nice to Southampton because otherwise it really could have finished like 20 nil with sort of 10 to 15 goals just from Luke. So I understand, but it's, it's hard to take when you need the FPL point. I mean, we'll get into the um, all the games later, but um, if you missed it on Twitter, uh, Jack went a bit crazy. Uh, about Luke Shaw and before the game had said uh, if Luke Shaw scores against Southampton you would buy his shirt was that it? Buy his shirt and then do a forfeit like I'd have to defend something that I dislike of your choosing yeah ah yes that was it and (laughs) he did get the equivalent of a goal with two assists so maybe I should have should have included that but oh well I I might do it again at some point in the season because I did enjoy just specifically focusing on one player and it actually did make me realise just how good his form is at the moment, for real. So, yeah, it was it, it made the game fun for me anyway. We need some entertainment right now, and it, it made the game a lot more entertaining for me. So uh, this is going to be a pretty standard podcast from us. We've got two rounds of uh, fixtures to analyse and go through. We're getting more into the tail end of the season now, I feel. Like, the teams are becoming a lot tighter now. Uh, everyone seems to be picking the same players, mm. uh, I feel anyway, and it's now kind of about finding little differentials. Yeah. Uh, would you agree there? Uh, yeah, especially with the majority of players, well, uh, as little dialed in players, still having their second wild card. I think the sort of the second wild card is your main differential between now and the end of the season, to be honest, because obviously a lot of us sort of targeted those double game weeks and therefore ended up with Suchek and. Well, we all would have had Bruno and Salah and maybe De Bruyne. So I think, like, and obviously it's quite hard to start transferring those players out. So I think the wild card when people use it is the big, the where people will start having different players crop up. But I do agree with, with your point. There's very much a set template at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think there's, um, there's definitely been a case now where one player gets in form and then there's now been a huge rush uh, to buy them. Uh, particularly when you look at people like... Um, Players like uh, Antonio and Gundogan, who have gone from, you know, three or four percent ownership to like now up to twenty percent ownership, just mm. like overnight, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if we're going to keep seeing that now with uh, a player like Luke Shaw, for example, who's now come into good form. Price rise as well. I got on uh, was thinking last night or the night before. So uh, mm. yeah, seven, it was seventy-five thousand transfers in last time I checked, but I think he's wow. uh, his performance. Might I think he might still be a little bit of a hidden gem just because of how many points the fullback on the other flank got. Yeah, what did Wan Bissaka get? Seventeen, something like that. Goal and assist. Yeah, um, yeah. 
but, and a clean sheet, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. For, for me, Shaw was was much better than him. It's just that Wampasaka lasted the whole game and Shaw didn't. Yeah, he wasn't subbed off at halftime because of an injury, was he? Was it? Was not it purely just tactical. Not to my knowledge. I I mean, if it's there's no injury, it's a really, it's a bit of a positive in a way because it just shows how important he is currently to the team. I think I I can't remember if I said this last week, but he got subbed on when they lost to Sheffield United, um, as an attacking sub, which kind of shows how important Solskjaer regards him to the team at the moment, which I think is a mm. positive for, for him. I expect him, especially as they, as long as they laughed in the FA Cup so they can give Tellez minutes, I'd expect Shaw to start like five mm. out of six games. Yeah. So we're recording this on Thursday evening before the Chelsea-Tottenham game, which has relieved Jack somewhat, uh, I guess. How, did, how have your two game weeks uh, gone so far? Mixed, uh, very conflicting as well. I I've had a good one this week. Uh, seventy five. We might as well just say seventy seven before the son blank. <laughs> so have faith, Jack. <laughs> I don't have faith. I wish I owned Thiago Silva or something. Um, but yeah, uh, seventy five this week. So pretty happy with that twenty five above the game average and a little bit better than the the top ten and hundred k averages. Which is which is good. Um, last week was a bit of a stinker for for kind of reasons that are out of my own hands. I had four of my back five missing: Stones, Cancelo, Rehilon, who was injured, so I knew that, and Chilwell. Uh, and my only defender that played was Sufal, who got one. Um, so I, I ended up on forty five, which is actually below the game average. It was a real stinker, and, and actually ended uh, since I wildcarded in game week eight. I've had a green arrow uh, sorry I, I finished above the average every week and this was the first time I didn't but it was hard to get up the only thing I got upset about as you probably remember was I, I started Johnson above Martinez which was just dumb it was a stupid decision which I regret I'm never starting Johnston ever again I've decided that now um West Brom are just targetable they're conceding at least two goals a game to everybody so uh yeah so a mix mixed for me yeah I mean I had Son captain above Salah, which which wasn't good either, given Salah got 15. But yeah, mixed. Not sure I've either taken it over the last two game weeks, to be honest, but they probably expected a bit better. How about you? Uh, I mean, I did better than you in game week 21. I got 61 points. So the usual sort of just above the average for me. I decided to uh, take the, the plunge and uh, I captained Jao Cancelo for that week. And of course, he didn't play which was uh, brilliant. And also I, I bought in John Stones that week and he didn't play, so that was even better. Um, but yeah, this, this week's gone pretty well, 72 points with Son still to play, so only just behind you, so I'm relatively successful. I think that's been largely helped by the fact that I, I didn't pick Salah for captaincy, which most people did. Um, again, I picked Cancelo. Yeah, it's, it's gone all right. At this point of the season, I've I'm kind of playing for pride, I guess, rather than like actually trying to win anything because you're a million miles ahead of me, <laughs> and so it's pretty much like I, I can't win any of my mini leagues, uh, which obviously was the aim at the start of all of this. So I'm kind of playing for for fun, enjoy yourself, um, to just yeah. take it. Yeah, no, that's I'm just we said this a few weeks ago. I'm just going to try and relax and enjoy it. You know, take a couple of risks, take a couple of gambles, see if they, uh, see if they work out. So yeah, uh, Captain Cancelo worked well this week, and yeah, I'm just gonna just keep that up. 
for the next few weeks. Uh, just you know, just try different things and see what happens. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of what I did at the end of last season when I worked out I wasn't going to win. Just had some fun. Yeah, hard to tell for me where I where my aim is because I'm I'm currently hovering around. I was I think one forty k last time we spoke. I'm now down to one nine five. Had a green arrow this week though, but not sure what to aim for because usually this sort of position at this point of the season, I'd say I'd still definitely be on for a sort of top twenty k finish. But obviously this year the chips have come into play a lot earlier. So it's a bit hard to gauge. I'd still expect to, to gain some positioning. I still like to finish, you know, quite far inside the top 100k. I think that's very possible. But yeah, uh, a mixed couple of weeks. My first, actually, to be honest, my first proper setback in in a while. So can't be too upset. And uh, it was it was kind of as I said, circumstances out of my control, which kind of influenced my transfer for the week game week just gone because I wanted a bit more depth just in case it happened again. And then all 11 of my players are going to play. <laughs> so yeah. I only ended up with nine last week. Um, yeah, that's just that's just bad luck. You, you lost out to the Pep Roulette. Yeah, as as did many of us, to be honest. So it's just it's one of those things can't be helped. But uh, yeah, Pep and two shell yeah, Roulette as well. Yes, also true, also true. So yeah. you know, but yeah. I, I was probably coming for me. I've had a, I've had a good run. I never really cared about overall rank, to be perfectly honest, but. If I can get, I'm currently at 1.2 million overall. Um, if I can get into the top million, that'd be fine for me. Yeah, I'd expect I just bet. Yes, I know that's not. I know. I know that's not very good, but you still got <laughs> you know chips. Have you still got some chip bench boost? Uh, I've got just the bench boost and my wild card. Yeah, so, uh, I got. Well, we'll see what happens. I've got triple captain and wild card. I think. Right. Shall we get into uh, all the fixtures then? Yeah, of course. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Before we do that, quick mention uh, about parking punts. Uh, we did them for game week twenty-one. Uh, don't have all the points in front of me, but in short, Jack won for a change. Yeah. Um, you had Harvey Barnes was the only one of our six players who returned, so that's pretty much why he won. <laughs> yeah, blame Everton against Newcastle. Basically, I think we had. Three players between us from Everton. Uh, yeah, I think we did, didn't we? Um, so. Yeah, blame that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, in order to make parking punts more interesting in the future, uh, we are gonna. Uh, the loser is gonna have to do a forfeit on the next podcast. So uh, do keep uh, an ear out for that because that might be quite fun over the next coming weeks. Um, and if you have any suggestions of forfeits um, that you want us to do, and bear in mind, keep these sensible, like. Not you know get a tattoo of I don't know Luke Short Maurizio Sarri or Luke Short. Well, no, you'd quite like a Luke Short tattoo. Not a tattoo. I was thinking, you know. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but I, no, like eat cat food or something. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, what kind of what kind of forfeit is that? <laughs> a grim one, which I don't want to do. <laughs> this sounds like uh, some. This sounds like something you did at uni, Jack. No, no, I, I <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I didn't do. To my own memory, was was eat cat food. I I don't plan to change that anytime soon. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions, please do uh, tweet them to us or DM us. The one that I want to do is one of whoever loses next week uh, has to read a passage from Steve Bruce's crime novel. Um, <laughs> 
but not in a jokey manner, like properly take it seriously like it's a work of Shakespeare or something, you know. <laughs> I actually forgot those were a thing until you brought it up the other day. I remember them being in the news for like a good week or so like a few years ago and they've just cropped back up again in my memory. And I think someone on Twitter shared some extracts as well, which I read, and they are painful to read. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> it might be uh, a forfeit we do in the future. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye on Twitter uh, for our parking punts that we do every week. Uh, on to the fixtures now. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. OK, uh, we're, we're, we're going to stick with club by club. It's the best way of doing things. Uh, we'll start off with Arsenal. Uh, FPL wise I would avoid them at all costs uh, partly because their next four fixtures are Villa, Leeds uh, City and Leicester I knew they were bad yeah they're they're not good (laughs) it's a strange week for them I mean I thought that at first half against Wolves they were electric Saka is like probably the only one where you'd say it's not dreadful just because yeah. how how well he's playing, he's got quality to to get points against anyone. I think a clear standout from them. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere near the defense, especially as uh, they are going to have a weak goalkeeper over the next few. Yeah, I don't know how long Leno's suspension is, but if it's not Runnison, it's Matt Ryan who is not covered himself in glory either this season. Um, no. So that that leaves him a target. I've I've seen people floating around the Grealish captaincy. I don't really see the problem with it. Um, if you really mm. want to go there, um, decent call, yeah. So, I guess yeah, it, it summarizes them pretty pretty well. They they were quite solid against Man United defensively, but attacking wise, they offered nothing. I mean, they've got the they've got the second best defensive record in the league, haven't they? Is it that good? I know, uh, it, I thought it must be solid. I think, it li- I think it's literally just City who have a better record. Okay. Uh, in terms of goals conceded, that is. Okay. I don't know what, like, don't talk to me about XG and stuff. I don't know about that kind of thing. But, um, uh, yeah, go, uh, yeah, Man City, 13 goals conceded. Next best is... Oh, we got one less than um, that. Yeah, you're one, yeah, now you're one less. I think, yeah, before the game, they were definitely... Uh, but, before the Wolves game, they were definitely ahead. They'll, they'll be back up to second tonight, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> have faith, Jack. I don't have faith. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, for me personally, it's just, with the amount of creative defenders we have going around now, it's just it's just Saka for me if you want. But then, are you going to buy Saka above players like a similar price point? Rafinha's in great form. Um, mm. Suchek is in great form. Gundogan's popular. I, mm, Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes, yeah. Madison, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd choose all of them above Saka. So there's nothing yeah. wrong with Saka, but I, I think there's better options out there. So an avoid for yeah. me as well. I mean, Smith Rose obviously at a great price, and I would have considered him, but um, since I sold Kane after his injury, um, like I just have like so many more possibilities have been opened up. Yeah. Um, just because of all the all the wealth I'm now rolling in, I guess. But uh, I mean, he's still a bargain option if you're really stretched. But yeah, I think at this you, point yeah. in time, even for a bench option, I'd be looking for that solidity of minutes. And I think I'd still prefer now with Udegaard's signing. I think I'd still prefer Anguissa and Basuma and players like that now, personally. Mm. Yeah. One thing, and this is a general point on all the European clubs at the moment, is 
we're about to get into Champions League and Europa League again. Um, and given how far off the top four, Arsenal, uh, Spurs, Chelsea, you know, given how sort of how top four looks a bit unachievable for them, I imagine there's going to be a lot of rotation soon. So yeah, it might be worth it might be worth eyeing a couple of players who are sort of just outside the first eleven who might be playing a lot more Premier League very soon. But I don't know; it's all speculative at this point. Yeah, it's a good point to keep in mind, though. It's, I, it's obviously, yeah, as you said, it's maybe a bit too early to take that into consideration. But one to, to have in the back mm. of your mind might affect Tottenham as well at the end of the season. You know, we saw what Jose did when United were like sixth or something, and he decided yeah. to go fill out for Europa League. I'm sure he'll do mm-hmm. the same um, if that comes again. So, yeah, yeah, you've also reminded me to start my, start um, sort out my UCL fantasy team. So, thanks for that. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, uh, one last note, note on um, Arsenal. It, it was funny for them to get two red cards in one game. <laughs> that Leno one. And obviously, the Leno one, the, the Leno one's bad, obviously. Uh, the Louise penalty thing was a joke, though. It's been upheld, the appeal. I don't know if you heard. I think that's bad. It's not. I, I, I will say this it is a penalty because there is contact, and obviously that does affect the, the Wolves player. However,. Louise has no intention. There's no intent there. Like it's not. It, it, maybe you can give a yellow. It's not a red though. Do you know? Do you know the rule? I didn't know this until they said it on maybe match of the day or something. Because he's shown no intent for the ball, it's a red. <laughs> he's shown it, no intent for the. He's shown no intent for the man either though. Exactly. It's a stupid. If, if say Louise goes sliding in in the direction of towards the ball, snaps his leg. It's a mm. yellow card. I know it's mental, isn't it? Uh, um, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I commend David Louise for not diving in as he would usually do. Um, the one time he actually stays back from the defender, he still gets a red card. Yeah. So um, I, I think, I, yes, funny as it is, because it's Arsenal, we all like to laugh at them every now and again. Um, it is that it was a, beyond a joke that he got sent off. I feel, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, it was. A, really I think Arteta sort of alluded to afterwards that he thought felt it was slightly reputation based. The red card. Yeah, like, I, I could kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah, well, I I didn't see the incident until after the game. Um, it was only when we heard about it, just listening to the commentary that he'd been sent off. Um, my dad just went, "Oh, that's typical Louise," and then had to sort of apologise afterwards. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, just a complete avoid for me for reasons you just said. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm going there personally. Yeah, Aston Villa now. Um, there's nothing I can really add, sort of FPL wise, because most people have either Grealish, Martinez, or Watkins. They're the obvious picks. Or Target, to be honest. I know you have Target. He's not a bad pick. He he's still a great pick and a great price, and barely anyone has him um, compared to other defenders. So yeah, he's a great pick, but. There's nothing really more I can add. Uh, this is why this is what I mean about most teams are sort of set in st- not set in stone, but we all know now who are the go-to men for each team. Yeah, these obviously they they lost they lose both. Oh no, they they beat Southampton, didn't they? Um, the the yeah. main thing for me that I learned was that just how much better Martinez is as an asset than the defenders. Because Southampton, uh, Southampton, where have I got that from? Villa got pummeled in both games this week. They did. Southampton, I have no idea how they found a way to lose that game. 
which suits Martinez yeah. more because if the amount of saves he had to make in the last two games, um, you know, they let in three last night and he got four points. Um, yeah. So just for if me, he, yeah. It, sorry, if, yeah, go on, no, go on. No, I was just going to say, it just proved to me just how much better he is than Target, Mings, Cash, mm. etc. Yeah. If he isn't goalkeeper of the year, then there's no justice in the world. Who else is out? Who else has done what he's done this season? Yeah. Bad error, actually, yesterday. Yeah, no, it's probably the one mistake he's made this it, season. It is, yeah. You could probably let yeah. him off. Yeah. We're, everyone's allowed one, you know. Yeah. yeah. Or 20 if um, you're Pickford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. for uh, well, for example, just use an example. I've got Sky overhaul coming up in a few days' time, and the only keepers I'm considering are Martinez, Pope, and Edison. So that just kind of goes to show the level mm. that Martinez has performed to. Attacking wise, Watkins has got three and four, I think. He has. He's sort of picked up his form again. I'm still hesitant about him because he he's not always the most clinical of no. the finishes. He's not. But he's got. Yeah, he's got great link up with Grealish, so I think whenever those two play together, yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty much well, it's pretty much always, I guess. But when they're really on fire together, they're a good pairing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Watkins uh, is in that conversation for one of your three strikers, definitely. I mean, Grealish mm. is. I'm not going to speak anywhere now. Buying Grealish at the moment, he is elite, um, and a captaincy option this week, as as I mentioned earlier. Uh, and the fixtures yeah. are all right: Arsenal, Brighton, Leicester, Leeds. From an attacking point mm-hmm. of view, that's that's okay. It's not good, not bad, but it's not enough to put you off buying players of quality of Grealish um, if you want to. Got a lot of points out of Martinez and Target. Yeah. Uh, these last two, 10 points against Southampton. Ridiculous. <laughs> Although, as you say, um, very un- I think Southampton were very unlucky. Yeah, they were. Had a lot of decisions go against them, which should have... I mean, they should have had a penalty. Intent open in a few minutes, and they should have had the goal at the end. Two point three xG, I think they had. Really? Wow. Villa was zero point six or something, zero point seven. So yeah, that just kind of goes to show. But you know, Martinez is is partly responsible for that. So mm. you know, goalkeepers win you points. Yeah, they do. They do. Going on to Brighton now. Woo. Um. I, I, okay, let's fantasy wise. Let's. Uh, there's still no one who stands out to me apart from maybe Sanchez, and that's only if you you want to switch your goalkeepers around. I mean, the fixtures are great. Yeah, particularly um, because obviously you've got Burnley, Palace, West Brom, so they're they're probably going to keep a clean sheet or two. No, no attackers for me. Um... I think the way they play and stuff never lends itself to to like spankings. Um, yeah, and their their clinical how clinical they are, which is they aren't not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sanchez, Webster, or White for me are not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis yeah. Dunk is obviously we've got a lot of money flying about at the moment. So if you want to go Lewis Dunk because he is the most likely to score goals. You can. He's four point eight actually, which is probably the cheapest he's been for about three seasons. Hasn't scored that many this season, has he? He hasn't compared to usual. Uh, he hasn't. Yeah. But he has got a couple recently, but before that, I don't think he had any. Nothing wrong with it if you want a cheap defender. I mean, if I wildcarded right now, I'd very heavily consider one of them as one of my fifth defenders. Probably Webster above White for me, just because White doesn't have that threat from set pieces. He's not particularly big. 
though I think he's more likely to get like an assist from open play because he plays either in midfield or right centre back, and it, he does make yeah. quite a few a, a few progressive runs. But personally, mm. for me, Webster just because he he's another one who gets the odd goal from set pieces. I don't I don't know about Sanchez. I mean, his form is 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 actually ridiculously good if you look at the last few games because yeah. he had a uh, was it oh, was is it a missed penalty? I remember in in Sky he got the points, but I don't think FPL they do against Man City. Um, uh, yes, he did. Yes, he got points for it. Um, uh, oh, I don't know if he got points for it. Oh, no, yeah, he, that was no, penalty. He didn't. Uh, he didn't get the points it, for yeah. it because it was over the bar. It? But his last few get last four are seven, six, eight, seven. It's good. Yeah, but not for me personally, just because I think I'd much rather try and get. I mean, he's actually if you go rotating keepers, nothing wrong with him, but he'd still be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him on on his own. Um, I don't think. Oh no, no, no! I mean, for four point four, yeah, he's someone to have in rotation with. Martinez or whoever. It depends how you like. It depends how you structure your team. Yeah, of obviously, course. I've I've not got rotating keepers. I've just settled on Martinez for most of the season. So I was going to say, I think I still prefer Ariola for zero point one more. But I'm look at those fixtures. I'm not so sure now. The only problem is, is that in these fixtures that they have coming up, Brighton tend to not concede a lot of shots on goal. So you're probably hoping for a a six pointer off Sanchez, or otherwise it's a two. So probably would still push me towards Ariola just because he's guaranteed the saves. But no, I, I'd if I was wildcarding right now, I'd say Adam Webster would definitely be up there for me. The XG gods always get you in the end. Brighton have had the the XG and the expected goals conceded of a team in the top six for most of the season. So it yeah, just well they're still not well. They are better off for it now, I guess. Up to fifteenth, for goodness sake. I wanted them to go down. This is not right. <laughs> they are going down. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, uh, unfortunately, no. I mean, if, uh, as much as I hate to say it, yeah, fair play. They've won two games against two very good clubs. So fluky goal in the fluky goal last night. Yeah. Just want to get that. But hey ho, they won. Yeah. You know, can't begrudge them too much, I guess. Yeah, I mean. Brighton against Tottenham was the was the the crowning moment of XG because yeah. the X, the XG <laughs> overperformers lost to the XG underperformers. Brighton's I think yeah. I've said before Brighton's metrics are all better than ours this season. You'd think that we were the team in seventeenth and Brighton were the team in sixth or wherever we are. Um, yeah, and they should have won by more to be honest. If they were more clinical, they would have. So mm. maybe this is from this point of the season they could very easily. You know, say if the table started now, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if they finished sort of like top ten. But and they're only seven points off the top ten. Exactly. So yeah. So and that's not that's un, it's not unachievable. That's where they should be finishing, in my opinion. I mean, given all the hype around them, yeah, like yeah. that's where they should be aiming for, and the money spent, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, enough okay. uh, Brighton talk. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Burnley. Um, I'm afraid I still have nothing to report fantasy wise. There aren't any standout options at Burnley, really. I mean, a, a stinker pair of fixtures this week. Um, yeah, we, oh, of course. Yeah. We did mention that, you know, you, there's no chance you'd be getting any of them in. I think now they are probably the worst attack in the league. Uh, Yeah. Uh, now that Sheffield United have started putting the chances away a bit more. They've scored the least amount of goals. Yes, which just goes to show, I mean, one thing that, that does mean is that this is Nick Pope's time of year, I think. Yeah. Um, because obviously if they don't score goals 
and they keep clean sheet. Nick Post is Nick Pope is all over that bonus. Um, yeah. <laughs> and again, like I said about Webster, Burnley have got great fixtures. Next three are great. Two after that are a bit less so. But Loughton uh, would also be on my radar as that fifth defender. Four point four million started for a few months now. Defence, as always, is is an option when the fixtures are good. Um, attack is a definite no go, especially with the injuries they've got. Uh, can we move on to Chelsea? Yeah, nothing else to say. Sure. Still don't know what Tuchel is exactly doing. Um, we we predict we we said this in the last pod, didn't we? We said it's going to take a while till he we he works out his system and works out his uh, his best team. Yeah. Uh, looks like he's going with a back three though. Marcus Alonso could be on for a renaissance. Yeah. Which would be interesting. I've I've got Chilwell, obviously, and this week was a benching. Um, I benched him this week, you know, myself as well, because it's hard to say because he also alluded to this, Tuchel, that, that Alonso played because he has the stature of a centre-back and obviously how Burnley play, he's more su- he's more capable to deal with aerial threats than Chilwell is. But he also scored, mm. and it's. I know it's always hard to drop a player who's just scored. Yeah, which is why it's a very much a wait and see for me. I mean, the ones that are on my radar the most are Thiago Silva and Rudiger, for sure. And uh, next mm. two, next two, next three, to be honest, are, are good. Sheffield United, Newcastle, Southampton. My plan this week, if I'm not going to roll the transfer and Chilwell is benched, is to get Thiago Silva. I think because those two, next two just scream twelve points to me. So. Yeah, don't go for the attacker still. How he wants to go is structure his attack going forward is still very much up in the air, I think. Mm. Um I don't know if any I don't know how many players actually have started both games in the attack. Hudson Adoy, if you want to count him. As a win back, yeah. Y- yet another yet another option uh for England at right back now. <laughs> Callum Hudson Adoy. Yeah, that's true um, actually. Yet again, Aaron Wambasaka has pushed down the pecking order. Uh <laughs> Look how odd for him too, and he played well. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, just Chelsea, just Thiago and Rudiger for me. If you want to buy one, uh, yeah. Chilwell. If he's benched tonight, I will probably be pushed into selling. I think yeah. uh, Reese James is borderline sell already because he's not played both either. Um, but obviously, mm. we don't know what the lineup's going to look like tonight. Well, we'll find out in about fifteen minutes um, from our point of view. Everyone, everyone listening has already watched the game, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. for me, just Mendy, Rudiger, or Asbili uh, Quetta? Where have I got that from? Uh, Mendy, Rudiger, or Tiago Silva for me personally, and no one else. Uh, moving on to my boys, Crystal Palace. Oh, they listened to the pod clearly because I've been berating them for weeks, mm. and now they've responded with back-to-back wins. So, great. what can I say? Great yeah. character they've shown. Uh, yeah, a great. Great few fix, uh, great uh, week for you. Uh, as we said, it was going to be important, didn't we? Because of how good the fixtures are. Yeah, we did. Um, I was very happy to get the win out of the Wolves game. I really wasn't expecting that, um, just because they're usually pretty good against us. No, but no, they are very, very impressed recently. Um, they've the players have looked a lot more up for the games. Um, I wondered if they were just sort of burnt out from all the winter fixtures. But um, it was funny because you know, Roy doesn't make changes often. And then he made, I mean, six changes for the Wolves game. Was it? Um, brought Yeah, he brought McCarthy back in. 
Um, Batshuayi started. Ayu started. Cahill back in. Don't Cahill come back in? He, well, he played Newcastle because he scored. He played Newcastle. Van Aanholt came back in, which was the real shock. Yes. Yeah. And has 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 played probably his best two games for us in the Wolves and Newcastle. So he might. Uh, sorry, Mitchell owners. I think um, Van Aanholt's back to stay now. Don't rush to sell though. There's no point. No, no, don't. Right. Obviously, but, no, no point. Um, yeah. Fantasy wise, I would still the only player I would have recommended is Wilf. Uh, his injury, though, we don't know the extent of at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to make Leeds. I I saw a headline today. He might not make the Brighton game, and that's going to be big if he misses that because he's he always scores, uh, or at least has a good game against Brighton. Yeah. So. Um, Big, big, big loss. Um, that being said, even though obviously losing Wilf is terrible for us, he wasn't really in the game much against Newcastle. Um, it was a good, proper team effort, uh, the win. Eze is looking more and more like an absolute steal for yes. the 16 to 20 million we paid for him. This is, this is, I honestly think, like, if any other club above us had bought him, they would have paid like fifty million for him. Like, yeah, I honestly think he's that good. Um, like if this, if this was, if this, like you think, like Leicester spent twenty five million on Madison from Norwich, um, and as they had a somewhat similar reputa- um, reputation, and he only and he cost ten million less than that. I think he's been an absolute steal, and I think he's a. I I wouldn't put him in your fantasy team, but he's definitely like a punt for sure. Yeah, um, because of his price as well. Uh, and if Wilf is now injured, he's going to be the sort of main creative force. Yeah, it's the same argument as what we used for Asaka, really, wasn't it? It's it's a good option, but would you really want them when you if you were choosing between him and sort of Rafinha, Suchek? I mean, with with Palace's record without Zaha, you could probably hear me just putting Rafinha back in my team because I've benched him. Yeah. Currently. <laughs> uh, so um, I mean, I, I don't know how. I think we'll still be okay defensively. Everyone's kind of come back into form now. Gary Cahill obviously scoring his first goal for us against uh, Newcastle, and of course, yeah, and as you say, we're playing Leeds next, who are notoriously bad from set pieces. Yeah, uh, and Eze Eze will be on corner duty, and he will be on free kick duty. That's true. So he's definitely one to consider. I can see that game being quite high scoring. Um, yeah. I expect both teams to score personally. Yeah. Well, the uh, previous leg was four one. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, it could be a similar scoreline Monday night as well. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Not much else to say. I'm just really happy about Palace this week for a change. Don't yeah. have to moan about any. Don't have to moan about anything. That's okay. I'll take um, over that man. Oh, sorry. No, I have one. I have one rant. Andros Townsend. Oh, God. work on your finishing. You. I swear. I swear. I was so angry he missed that chance. You held on. Um, Nearly didn't. It, it, well, it, it was annoying because they said four minutes of injury time and then Carroll got a header on target and it was like in the 95th minute. I was like, what? Ref! Blow your whistle, you idiot. Yeah. But anyway, we won. Not going to moan too much. It was um, It was a bad miss. It, it was a bad miss. It was. Um, I, I'm glad to see that we've... We, we won, we're, Roy appears to have moved to a 4-2-3-1 um, except the front four are basically interchanging positions at will. So it actually looks pretty actually looks pretty good to watch. 
Yeah, there was some nice. I, there was some nice interplay actually. I did notice that. Yeah, he's got. I I think I use as much as I don't like him playing on the right. He's done okay. Yeah, him, Bats, um, Wilf, and Eze sort of just interchange positions. I take it Townsend will take Wilf's place in the next game. Maybe Mateta comes in. I don't know because Batshuayi still hasn't scored. Um, apart from West Ham, obviously, but we don't count that. So, uh, yeah, don't know. But yeah, I'm happy about Palace, but I don't really recommend any players. Yeah, I, th- I think that's. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, moving on to Everton, tricky fixtures coming up. Uh, they've got United, uh, then Fulham, which is, should be fine. But then after that, Liverpool, Southampton, Chelsea. Yeah. So I had been sort of thinking about uh, bringing Luca Digne back in. And now looking at those fixtures, I'm not so sure. Yeah, time has passed. I think. I think the the time was to to do it was before they played Newcastle. And even and even that didn't work. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, according to the Fancy Football Scout fixture ticker, they are second bottom for fixtures in the next five weeks. Oh. Um, who's uh, what, who's worst? Uh, uh, Man-, Man City. Ah. Oh, really? uh, oh wow. Yeah, Man City got all their nice games out of the way in the last few weeks. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. But yeah, so. I like, I think, about 125% of the entire game. Brought in Calvert-Lewin <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, I, ne- I never let him go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I sold Che Adams for him, who I'd been looking to get rid of for a while. And obviously he was actually repaid in the end this week as he did get the goal and some bonus against Leeds. Maybe all three. He got, he got nine points. So yeah. I think he did, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think the time's passed now. I think you were going to buy. You were going to hammer into them against Newcastle, or not at all. Um, mm. And they're quite inconsistent, actually. Um, yeah, they're they're not. Yeah, I, I was going to say they're a bit incons- They're a bit hit and miss. But Calvert Lewin's kind of a, a constant in all of this. He always seems to uh, get a goal. Or oh yeah, at least an assist. So, if, if you yeah. have him, I, there's no way you're selling. But I don't think you're buying anymore. I think. I think with. I think like. West Ham's next five are pretty decent. You're gonna buy mm. you're gonna buy Antonio instead. For for me now that time's passed, but I wouldn't be like desperate to sell. Unless you have like Richarlison, then what are you doing selling? Um yeah. <laughs> Calvert Lewin owners are our main target audience here and, and it's uh don't buy, don't sell. Yeah. I haven't got anything else to add for Everton. Same for uh, Dean as well. Don't buy, don't sell. Go on to Fulham again. Not much, is Maybe there? Ariola, if you want. Yeah. But he's not a, an, an essential player or anything. I mean, if I wildcarded right now, he's probably still the second-choice goalkeeper just because of his ability more than the teams. But they're back to sort of more what we'd expect. Um, they were really defensively solid, weren't they, for sort of four or five weeks? Yeah, and then they've sort of retreated back to... They, they um, have. Typical Fulham, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got nothing... Major to add, um, I will say the the fact that they drew with West Brom on the weekend, I saw that result and I thought, that's the end of them. Like If you can't win that game, then I think they're down. They're behind as well. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll see how the introduction of Josh Madger goes. Um, he'll play up front mm. for them. Uh, but I said to you, didn't I, that I think they're missing out on Josh King as the nail in the coffin. Um, 
I think being he, yeah, he would have been a good signing. For he'd them. have really fitted in with how they play and their sort of like fluid front three because we know he can play anywhere wide or number ten. Mm. Um, I think he'd have been great for him, but obviously they've they've missed out, and I think now that's probably yeah, that's probably the end. I mean, we weren't going to be all over their attackers anyway, and this is a no buy for me. Apart from if I was wild carding, I'd still be looking at Ariola, but. No, much mm. rather prefer Loughton and, and Webster for that really cheap playing defender. You just got me thinking there, you mentioned uh, Josh, Mas- uh, Josh Masher? Yes. Is that his name? Yeah, just got me thinking uh, about the um, the transfer window and how just uneventful it was for, for once. Yeah, I mean, COVID's got a big part to play in that. I mean, some teams obviously did a bit of death. We'll come on to a team whose transfers I want to talk about in Southampton at some point. Uh, later oh, okay. on, but um, it's just it was just teams desperation filling at the end, wasn't it? I mean, it says something that the two biggest uh, transfers in 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 all in what in not just Premier League in all of world football uh, were Ben Rama to West Ham to West Ham on a permanent and Heller to uh, Ajax. Diallo was the most expensive yeah. one, I think. Uh, if you well, according to transfer market, Diallo's third. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Ben, yeah, uh, well, it, dep- yeah, it depends who you look at. Transfer uh, market says Ben Rama Haller. Oh, okay. Uh, only, only just like only like less than a million ahead. Oh, okay. But, um, I heard Diallo was thirty-seven million, but well, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's yeah, there was no like major transfers to me that really affect do uh, affect uh, FPL. So yeah, for Fulham, it's, it's nobody from me. And yeah, and for me, Lookman's going to leave. I just haven't picked who I'm replacing him with. Yeah, I think um, that's at last, simple. at last, he <laughs> yeah. shall leave my team. Especially, especially with Magic coming in, you don't know how that's going to affect Lookman. Yeah, oh, I'm sure he's a great player, but he's just not a good fantasy option. Uh, moving on to Leeds. Um, speaking of transfers, out, Alioski's also probably going to leave this week. Yeah, um, just isn't doing much. Patrick Bamford, we and pretty much everyone else on Twitter was saying time to get rid a couple of weeks ago, and then he gets 15 points in uh, game week 21. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a priority to sell for me, but the concerning fact was Leeds' metrics were all down, um, and he he didn't look sharp, and then Mm. comes along and and does that. I'm I'm very glad I held. Um, Yes, I'll say him here. Rafinha is the one for me, though, in the last two. Oh, he's looked sharp. You said it months and months ago. This is as, as much as we've not we've underperformed at fantasy this year, or at least I have. You know, we've made some de- you've well, we've made some decent predictions, and one of them was Rafinha would be an absolute uh, world class winner, FPL wise, and he has proved to be so far. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I think you're welcome. I think I think he slipped the the big six net. To be honest, I mean. I think he's at that level. Uh, I think there's a great signing from Leeds and he's five points. He went down last night. I don't understand, but I assume it was to do a yellow flag. Fixtures are like middling again. Not that they matter a huge amount with Leeds. Defense is a, is a no go for me now. I mean, a lot of people have like Dallas and you have Alioski because they had that, well, that double game week that never happened. I'm not a fan of defensive assets. The, the clean sheets have dried up. Uh, though I, I literally have just seen now as we speak that Tuesday, February twenty third is Leeds versus Southampton. So which oh, is wow. okay. which would be a double game week, I presume. Uh, but 
So make of that what you will. But uh, Bamford yeah. and Rafinha are going nowhere for me. And if you have sold Bamford and are stuck with a striker you don't want, I think he would be definitely back up on your radar as, as top yeah. top strikers to buy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, I, I have planned to put Rafinha in my team weeks and weeks ago for Lookman and then just injuries and whatnot have gotten in the way of that. Um, my only issue now is is that if I put Rafinha in my team, we're going to have like identical squads. <laughs> like, um, I posted this on Twitter uh, over the weekend. We've got like three or four players different. Yeah, and those are the players who we typically bench. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's this is why captaincy is now becoming such a big thing every week. Yeah. Um... We, you know, we discussed the template, didn't we? It's definitely building, and and the the wild card's going to be the change of that. And mine, mine's currently penciled in for game week thirty. Um, mm. is what I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, we've the the complexion has changed as we were literally speaking about yeah. Leeds because they now have a. It, I've just realised, just looked up. It's a double game week twenty five. Oh, that's not far away. Yeah. Uh, Wolves, Wolves away and Southampton at home. Wolves away, sounds yeah. But if you if you want your defensive asset out, I wouldn't look at that as as a reason to keep. But, oh yeah, no, no. But but Bamford and Rafinha are, are right up there. Uh, I know. I just want to put Shaw and Rafinha in my team now. We are <laughs> going to have the same team. <laughs> we'll get onto Luke Shaw. God, we're quite close now. I'm getting we excited. My hands are getting yeah. all sweaty and I'm shaking a bit. Yeah. I'm that excited. Yeah. Going on to Leicester, uh, not a good run coming up, I don't think. Uh, no, you uh, are right. Run. Yeah, not a great run, although does that matter for them? Uh, they're, third, they're third in the league, we need to stop thinking of them as I think it's, an av- a mid-table team. I think it'd be enough to put you off. Attacking-wise, it's not great in particular. Yeah, like that was my main whole reasoning behind because James Justin was one of my ones I was choosing this week, and I thought no. I mean, I know he scored, but I'm I'm happy with the decision long term, especially as mm. his attacking threat is not usually. It was it was not. I'm going to say it again. It was nothing on the on the level of Luke Shaw's. Um, no, no. So yeah, pro- probably. I mean, Ricardo is going to come back onto people's radars. I was going to say. This this could be an absolute gem of a player to have in your team. Yeah. Look at his price. Five point nine. Yeah, I think he started off at six. How is he? Pro- yeah, but how is he still five point? I know because no one started. Pro- I know. With him. Uh, still though, like that's. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know FPL pricing's always messed up, but I was like, hey, I'm going to get Ricardo in my team. Five point nine is a premium option. I mean, yeah, he's still a good one. Not point two ownership as well. So, yeah, give you an absolute gem in your team if you did something. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. Price now puts me off. I, I feel this was the week to get them in if you wanted to. Otherwise, probably don't bother. To be honest, yeah. But they're a great team and they are playing well. So, yeah. Barnes or Madison, if you had to pick one. Barnes is slightly cheaper. Sorry. Last week I was definitely in the Harvey Barnes camp. I'd still think Barnes, but I think a lot. I think. People people look at points as the main currency, and and Madison is outscoring him. It's just that Barnes is the main goal threat when Vardy's not there. But yeah, a long term for me, Barnes. Yeah. Quick side note, just because we we've just talked about him, James Justin for England. Very versatile. Can play centre back, either side of the uh, of full back. Um, it's going to be if he doesn't get in, it's going to be more because of depth more than his actual quality. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of players you can make that argument for. I don't like England having so much depth. I know it's great for like, you know, FIFA and whatnot, but <laughs> just, just beyond the. Ch- I was just thinking about this the other day. What midfield like? Because one of like Foden, Madison, Grealish, or Mount is not going to go. Like that's just because we can't have all of them. Madison. And yeah, I mean, and I think he's arguably the best one. I'd prefer Grealish. Mount has to go for me just because I think he's a class above in terms of work rate. Yeah, but yeah, I think Madison's going to be the one to miss out. Um, out of the, cause you, yeah, Grealish is not a midfielder now. He's a forward for me. Le- left wing, yeah. He's a, yeah, I'd chuck him left wing. Sorry, Rashford or Sancho or Sterling, whichever one misses out. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, getting, sorry, getting carried away by England talk. We should never do that on this pod. Could be a later topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Liverpool now. Dear me. It looked between... We didn't get to discuss the Tottenham game last week. But it looked between that and West Ham on the weekend that they'd finally sort of turned their form around. Salah was back, got the 15 points with two very good goals, it must be said. And now they've they've gone back to being crap again. Yeah, the, the Tottenham game, they did play well, don't get me wrong. But it, I think if you ask me, did we help them or did they play well, I'd say still slightly more, we helped them. Mm. Um, you know, the the first, I mean, we... We scored, we had the ball in the net, didn't we, within like five minutes uh, offside. Yeah. Uh, West Ham, for me, actually could have had them first half, but they were too negative. And then obviously last night was a shambles. They haven't scored at Anfield this this uh, calendar year, which for me is, there's an argument to start both the City defenders this week. We've got them. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. Uh, Cancelo will definitely start, but whether Stones comes in. I don't exact, know. exact same for me. I think it very much depends on who else you've got. Uh, but if you're asking me, like, City defender or Soufal, I'm going City defender, I think. not buying. You're not buying Trent or, or Robertson. The price is too high for... You could you get Cancelo or get... Uh, I'm not saying his name again. Luke Shaw. Uh, or, <laughs> or, you know... Even Wan-Bissaka as well, I'd say. Just the price is too high for, for what they're returning. Liverpool have not kept a great amount of clean sheets. I mean, Salah is, is never a bad option, especially with the sort of premium um, gap at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, that there's no one that I'm going to tell you to directly go out and buy. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I wouldn't mind ditching Salah. I've got other priorities in the team, obviously, but... I'm honestly thinking, I've been thinking about wildcarding, but I'm going to hold off for now. But I'm seriously thinking, you know, getting rid of Salah and just having a, a just a, a well-rounded team, have a midfield of like Grealish, Madison and Gundogan maybe, if it's affordable. Like on, like honestly, because I'm, you know, he's 12.7 and his price went up again yeah. um, somehow. And I'm kind of thinking, that's so much money I could, I could buy two midfielders who are performing more regularly, more regularly, that's a word, um, than he is. More consistent, more consistently, I should have said. Yes. I, I could bring in players who are performing more consistent, consistently. Plus, you know, as I was saying, you know, we need to find differentials now. And Salah's obviously one of the most owned players in the game. I don't know, but it, it's difficult because obviously he did get that 15 points against, against West Ham. And yeah. knowing him, he'll probably do that very soon again. But 
Sheffield United and Fulham in the next five would would prompt me to keep. Um, I think for me, it's it's I, I I wouldn't advise selling him. If there was a premium that was like on fire that you don't have, then yeah, but there's not, which is prompting me to keep Salah. I don't need money. I think most people in the game don't need money right now. So yeah, I I I wouldn't don't have a problem selling Trent or Robbo. I I wouldn't advise selling Salah. But yeah, it's, it's probably the least we've got to say about Liverpool, to be honest. Yeah, just not playing very well at the moment. No, they aren't. I think as well, there's going to be... I mean, where are they now table-wise? They are still fourth, but seven points behind City and having played a game more. I wonder if there's going to be a reshift onto the Champions League um, when those fixtures come around. Yeah. Um, obviously, thing. obviously they'll need to they'll need they'll need to seal top four, obviously, which yeah. I think they'll do. Yeah, but uh, they'll just think, nah, Champions League is better. Which Liverpool have always, Liverpool have always fought that, obviously, but you know, even more so this year, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it pans. I, I expect Klopp will want to get Ben Davis and or Kabak. Is it Kabak? Yes, uh, into the team ASAP. I'm surprised Ben Davis didn't start last night, to be honest, given. He was available, wasn't he? he was Kabak on, wasn't. He was on the bench, um, yeah. And I expect them to improve defensively, but still nowhere near on the level. I still don't think it'll be enough to make Trent and Robertson worth the money. Kabak is a, a very good player on paper as well. I don't know fantasy-wise what he'd be like, but um, only good fins I hear, despite the fact that he's been in two terrible Bundesliga sides in the yeah. last few seasons. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, that's what I've heard as well. Um, it looks yeah. like a good signing for him. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably rescue their season to be honest. They'll probably will push them up towards second. Yeah. Um, but mm. there's better value out there. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, moving on to Manchester City. Um, I bought in stones for Kilman, which didn't work for the first game week because obviously he didn't play. Uh, but he got six points against Burnley, so can't complain too much. Um, I've got nothing really to say because we've kind of mentioned Cancelo and Gundogan and all that so yeah main thing for me is is that if you don't have double defense now I probably won't bother just because the fixtures are are rubbish I mean yeah I'd still get Cancelo in just because he offers something different yeah yeah um, that's a good point but Stones and Diaz probably not now hopefully we we just gotta hope and pray that Pep Roulette doesn't affect us too much so we can or we can hope. It, it, I think what I what I would say because if you do have a city defender is have someone on your bench who is going to play every week you wouldn't mind starting because in case they don't play uh, you need that person to come on and do well for you. Yeah, especially as like I would say but. stones and etc. Don't generally tend to come on if they are benched. But yeah, I think yeah, Cancelo's like a midfielder basically. So if you don't have him, I'd still look at him, but. Yeah, like Stones and Diaz, I think the time's passed if you don't have them already. Cancelo nearly scored against Burnley as well, did you see? He did, yeah, and he's always looking creative. He's he's basically playing like full-back, wing-back, midfield, all in one go. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. was so tempted after your Luke Shaw uh, talk to um, uh, put a tweet out saying, if Cancelo scores this week, I'll buy his shirt. And <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. Yeah, nearly, nearly again. Yeah, both had shots on target. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I definitely don't regret captaining him at all. Um, even for the week where he didn't play, 
obviously I got Son as my vice, which wasn't good, but uh, still, like, I feel I felt I made the right choice in my heart. So yeah, no, I, no, I, I agree. Nothing wrong with it at all. Going on to Manchester United, we're finally here. Uh... <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I've just got in front of me. Um, chance create... a picture of a picture of Luke Shaw. Sorry, what? <clears throat> no, I've got. Uh... <laughs> I've got minutes per chance created over the last six game weeks for defenders. Um, Luke Shaw started six, uh, played six. Uh, minutes per chance created, 26 minutes per chance created. Uh, next after that, for players that have played more than twice, is Cancelo with 55. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's need double. That is double. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. It helps so much that Wambasaka isn't very forward-thinking. That just everything goes down the left-hand side with with Shaw, doesn't it? Because it's not like with like Man City, where if it's let's say Zinchenko and Cancelo, it's fairly even. Um, I guess. Whereas with United, it's a bit different. Yeah, though I think Wambasaka actually strangely went under the radar, not on fancy because obviously people like to deal in points, but in terms of analysis, because I thought he also played very well. And has really, oh, yeah. really improved his uh, his attacking output. I mean, for for comparison, for players that have played more than three out of the last six, he's fourth for chances created, minutes per chances created. Um, Who's uh, third out of curiosity? Kenny Tete from Fulham. Oh, good for him. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I was expecting. I was expecting like Robertson or Digne or something because like, oh, Tete, okay. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, no, it just it just goes to show that I th- I think both have pushed forward a bit more in the last, and that, that adds another dimension. Um, yeah, f- for me, I think the, both of the fullbacks are more attractive than Maguire at the moment. Uh, yeah. at- attack, I think it's just same it, as usual, isn't it? It's still yeah, it's still Fernandez. <laughs> Fernandez, <laughs> which yeah, and he is the uh, he is the most owned player in the game, so you probably already own him. Yeah, yeah, and I I'm, I um, mean. I'm still not completely sold on Rashford despite a good performance this week. I mean, I wouldn't take this week just gone with Southampton game as as a reliable yeah. th- I mean, they were down to 10 within a minute and a half and yeah, eventually 9 as well. Let let's talk about the 9-0 very briefly. In in in, in years to come, um people are going to look back and see Southampton conceded or lost uh 9-0 in two consecutive seasons and they're going to think Christ, they must have been terrible. And the truth is, they're not. They just this had they just have an off moment every now and again, really. Yeah, it's, it's it's two factors. It's they've had players sent off, like Bertrand got sent off in the first sort of fifteen minutes thing, didn't he? When yeah. they lost to Leicester, Deserve, deservedly though on that occasion. And um, the one this week was deserved as well. One, yeah, <laughs> the Benedek one wasn't. Um, uh, no, we'll get we'll, we'll get to him in a, in a bit because I've got a whole thing on him. But the Aust- the, the Austrian kids one was. Yeah. I think it's just the way they play anyway is is obviously they they're all usually outnumbered in midfield because they only play two and they they're very they play a naturally high line which just lends itself to spankings especially especially if a if a cog's missing. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into the nine nil as another freak. The most remarkable thing about the game, in my opinion, is that we had nine goals and eight different goal scorers. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Who got who got who got who got two? Martial. Martial got the two. Yeah, 
obviously Wambasaka got one. I have to remember this now. Wambasaka got one. Fernandez got one. Martial got two. Cavani got one. Bednarek got an own goal. Rashford, I think, got one. McTominay got one. Dan James got one. And that's it, I think. Yeah. Where was Luke Shaw? Yeah, <laughs> nearly, nearly. Um, but it's, it's sorry, it's funny just to think about that and compare it to the two other nine nils that have happened in the Premier League, because the Leicester, the Leicester one had only five goal scorers. Vardy got three because um, Vardy and Perez got hat tricks. Yeah, and the other one was uh, the United Ipswich game, and there was only four goal scorers that day. Andy Cole got five. And Andy Cole got five. Yeah. And someone else got a brace as well, I think. So that, yeah, just, just, I thought that was a fun fact. Yeah. Um, um, it just kind of goes to show as well that the United do have a lot of goal scorers in their team, but the the reason, but Bruno is always involved. Not always, but yeah. very frequently involved. Um, well, 17 points, yeah. Yeah. So I've got to say, I think Ryan Bissaka and Shaw are maybe the most attractive, as outside of Cancelo, maybe the most attractive defenders in the game currently. Mm. Um, I'd say so. Luke Shaw and is obviously you know those those stats I've just read out are incredible. Uh, we were so, yeah. we were talking similar about Cancelo, weren't we? Jember mm. about mm. a month ago, and look what's happened there now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I know we you know we spoke about England already, but he's England's number one left back. It's going to be tight between him and Shaw. Oh, sorry, him and Chilwell. Inevitably, Shaw's going to get an injury right at the end of the season. I think he's fitter though. He looks. Oh, he is. Oh, he is. But it's you know. It's laws of probability he's going to get injured, especially if I put him in my fantasy team. <laughs> um, guaranteed injury. This is the look uh, we expected, though, when he signed for United when he was a teenager. It is, yeah. Um, I mean, he's he, he's entering his, I don't know, his prime years. But, yeah, he's only 25, you know, I think. It is amazing. He's been, he has been around for ages. Yeah. Hasn't he <laughs> really has. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think those three are the most attractive from United. I'd say I'd say I'd sure and Wembisaka if I didn't have one of them already would very much be on my radar. Um, and Bruno, obviously, is Shaw still four point nine? Uh, he went up yesterday to four point nine. He was four point eight. Ah, uh, wow. Yeah, I think um, I think Shaw is definitely going in the team. Sorry, I'm copying you, but you know, um, it's, I'm not going to say anything because the evidence is there. So and <laughs> yeah, I've got not a problem with it. Uh, moving on to Newcastle, who did win a game, so you can't moan too much this so, week, Jack. So uh, much better. Even Palace, they were unlucky. I mean, it was a it, yeah, it was a very good goal that John Joe Shelby hit against us. But um, yeah, no, they did they did play well, um, and I think we just played we just played better. Just just took the chances. Took the chances and just defended with our lives. This is what I when I said great character earlier. Yeah. This is what I meant. Like yeah. Dan threw his body on the line so many times. I was like, this is this is like prime Scott Dan. I'm seeing here. I've not seen this in years. Yeah. But uh, no, the this is uh, no back to Newcastle. Looking decent, but still not great. No, I mean um, I, I... firmly in the relegation battle. So yeah, I mean if they play like they have the last two, they're going to be absolutely fine. Um, mm. it's the way they should play really because they've got the quality now a bit less so last season but a front four of uh, Wilson, Fraser, Almiron Sam Maximan let's say yeah not bad is it it's good um, be happy with that on, on football manager I tell you it's a good starting point exactly yeah. and Callum yeah. Wilson as we all know is the best striker in the world on football manager 
I've never had him on Football Manager, he's actually. so um. overpowered. I've never had him either, <laughs> but he's ridiculously good. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and on FPL, he's easily Newcastle's best asset. Um, and I wouldn't, be- I wouldn't begrudge anyone for having him. No. Um, I, I think, personally, I would still prefer Watkins and stuff like that, just in case the chances dry up again. Defence is a no-go for me, just because they were conceding when they were playing tight. So when they're playing a bit freer, it's going to be even worse. Defence is a no-go for me. Yeah, Wilson is definitely on in that little short list of strikers that we've spoken about, like your Bamfords, Wilsons, Antonio, Watkins, DCL. But yeah, apart from that, no one of interest for me. Yeah, OK. Uh, moving on to Sheffield United. Um, another win for them. Deserved. Yeah, it's uh, getting boring now. <laughs> I think it's come too late. Uh, probably, but um, they're at least putting up a good fight. Uh, we, we, I mentioned earlier how good you were at predicting uh, Rafinha to be a, a, a quality asset. Uh, Jaden Bogle as Jayden well, I remember Bogle. you mentioning the, at the start of the season being uh, one to watch. And yeah, got another goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said, didn't I, that I expect him to be first choice by, did I say December? Yeah, about mid-season, I think it was, well, you said. Well, weren't far off. And, and also, it, it spoke a lot that he played left wing back. I know Bulldog started the game on the right and got injured, but he mm. started the game on the left, which shows that he wants to keep him in the team. Um, yeah. Statistically, by far their best player over the last five or six games, Bogle. Yeah. Uh, four point three, so very cheap. And if you want that that fifth sub, yeah. Um, yeah. And and zero point one ownership as well. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. So yeah, I I think I still prefer Webster and Lowton. but yeah. I mean, apart from him, we are not going to buy anyone, are you? No. Um. I was about to say, you know, if you wanted someone to sit on your bench, maybe like Billy Sharp, because he's hit some form. Uh, then I've just seen his price at 5.5. Too much, isn't it? How is he 5.5? It's Billy Sharp. He's got, he's got goals in him if he starts. Yeah, I guess. Um, but no, for, for, you know, Ollie Burke is 4.2. So if you actually want him as well as a bench yeah. player. Although he's a mid. Fielder. He's a midfielder, yeah, but he's only yeah. ever going to be third sub. Fair enough. But I think he's the only midfielder in a game who is four point two. Yeah, but not for me. I mean, shout out from a football point of view to Chris Basham. It, it was one of the best individual performances of the season, in my opinion. He was everywhere. How how can someone play centre back, centre mid, and like right attack in the same game? <laughs> He was he was everywhere. The wild away, yeah. Yeah, I mean he was he was sensational, but obviously not from FPL asset. Four point six is too much, but yeah, yeah. Bogle best option, and then probably no one else. Uh, Southampton, we mentioned them earlier. Uh, this I have nothing to add on players to bring in. Like I avoid anyone, um, but of course we have to talk about Jan Bednarek now. First off, he shouldn't have been sent off. Maybe I would say a penalty, but not even a booking. That's same with the Louise. Same with the Louise one. To be honest, it's been overturned um, now. I don't know if you heard. Oh, how does that get overturned? Yeah, that's... it must be that that rule I said. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, FPL record. Oh uh, yeah, this is what I was about to get onto. He also said as he was walking off, Martial said it wasn't a foul. Yes, so that was quite yeah, that was true. quite interesting to pick up on. Um, yeah, FPL record minus seven. Uh, worst score ever. 
Um, top in. Um, do you know who? Isn't it? Was it? Was it Bertrand when he got? It was, but it it was Bertrand in the nine nil last year. Was he minus uh, five? Uh, six. Minus six. Yeah, John Waters was uh, similar as well. It, it, he got, I think it was a, a missed penalty and, a, and an own goal or something, or two own goals uh, against Chelsea. Was that, John Wal- was that John Waters or was that Charlie yeah. Adam did no, that? No, it was John Waters. I think it was minus. Oh. I think it was minus four. I think he might be third. Oh, I thought like oh, I was thinking about that today. I thought that was Charlie Adam. Oh no, okay, John Walters then. Okay, but, yeah, no, it's yeah, it's a. I feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for the one person in the entire game, and this has been confirmed who triple captained him. Yeah, yeah, make yourself famous though. It does, but not in a good way because he was. People didn't even know who this guy was, and people were. Holding abuse, Adam. Are they? And oh, I was dear. well, not well. Some of it, some of it's friendly, you know, great, which is fine. And then some of it's just like this person just deserves to be publicly shamed. For like, <laughs> God's no. sake, it's just a like, game. No. It's a, exactly like if it was friendly banter, fine. But it's not. It's now people are like this. Who is this person? And does he actually have a brain or I don't know, I'm not going to say any rude insults on this pod, but you know, it's that, it's that kind of people are taking this way too seriously. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we, every, I think every player in the game gets triple captained by someone. <laughs> I think. Um, well, there was, there was the guy who triple captained Luke Shaw on the one game in game week one when he scored his only goal. Yeah, that was Luke Shaw. And, that wasn't actually Luke Shaw. Was it was it? Luke Shaw, yeah. Luke Shaw triple captured himself for his one Premier League career goal. <laughs> That's why he made that run. I didn't, know, I didn't know it was him. <laughs> it was him. It was Luke Shaw himself. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, he thought, God, this that's... is the time. And he saw that space empty opening up with five minutes to go, whatever it was. And he thought, yes, <laughs> this is the time. Oh, expect expect another career goal coming soon. He's too good. I kind of want, I kind of want to do... Because there are people who do this in game week one who triple captain a certain player because they know if they get the returns that they'll go top for one week only. Yeah. <laughs> and they can go, yes, I am famous now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it might ruin the rest of your season. Uh, True. But, but you get that one moment of fame. <laughs> yeah, as this guy has. But yeah, from, from a, a fantasy point of view, I, I obviously you're not buying um, and I'm probably selling, to be honest. It's, it's, I feel the person who I have most sympathy with is Hassan Tutor. It's just not been backed. The depth is atrocious. The depth, the depth is bad, and that's always been Southampton's problem in recent years. But I also seriously question um, the the board, or like not the not the board itself, but like there used to be the, the joke that Southampton produced nothing but great academy players. And they eventually all got sold off to Liverpool or elsewhere. And it's like, when was the last good academy player? And I don't mean like James Ward-Prowse because he's been around for a while now. Like, when was the last great young player to come through at Southampton? Because it's got to be Van Dyke. Well, he wasn't academy. He's the only one I can think of, and he wasn't even academy. Uh, yeah, he was bought in when he was young. He, he was coached well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I say academy, I mean just young player because I know like Nathaniel Klein wasn't their academy player or whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean if you look at their bench, it's just full of players that that even I hadn't heard of until yeah. you know a few weeks ago. 
But yeah. it's, it's it's my point. Like where where has this like one of the best academies in the country, if not Europe, has just disappeared? They haven't produced a good young player in a while. I know they've got people like Gineppo and you know Adams and Walker Peters maybe, but these these aren't like class players. These aren't players who could feasibly be in a top six side, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, even like as much as I love, as much as I appreciate him, respect him, Danny Inns is not a top six player, as proved by his time at Liverpool. James Ward-Prowse maybe is, but you know he's no not yet. He's not a spring chicken anymore. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't know. I did. I. I've I've just been fascinated by like why they've gone downhill so quickly from you know the Ronald Koeman sort of Pochettino peak that they were at at one stage. Sometimes you just get bad batches, don't you? But yeah, I mean, what it surprised me even more was that obviously they went out. They uh, they tried to get Neko Williams on loan, didn't they? Right at the end, um, they did. Yes, and they've loaned out. Well, they definitely loaned out Jake Vokins, who was back, who's back up left back, and I think Valerie went out as well. I uh, think he did. I think you mentioned this to me. Which, yeah, which which uh, Baff- uh, Birmingham City Valerie went to. Yeah, it's baffling. That is baffling. I don't understand. Uh, I, would... I guess they don't. Sorry, I guess they don't have like recall clauses. No, would be they would have been triggered by now. <laughs> but I mean, the Valerie one was two days ago. Really, really, really bizarre. Yeah. Um, I mean, which which implies to me it's not going to get any better. I th- I think their time for the season is done, and I'd be looking at getting rid. I know they have a double game week now, um, as we spoke about earlier with with Leeds, but. It's not enough for me to want any of their players. Yeah. They've got to be careful now because they're 12th in the table. They're level on points with us. Yes, they have a game in hand, but that's four losses on the on the trot now. Yeah. So. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hassan Hooter was gone at the end of the season. Not his fault, though. No, as in gone. As in, as in, as in he's gone to a bigger club. Oh. Yeah, fair, fair. I, okay. I think he deserves better. I, I heard there might be a vacancy in North London if he's interested. Hey, funny that it's Spurs next. <laughs> Dreadful, woeful, atrocious, and all of the above. Uh, Dreadful. Okay, West Brom it is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stra- strangely, Son is on a lot of people's radars now because of our next fixture, West Brom at home. You, the the quality of the squad is still enough to like potentially just batter West Brom because they are that bad. Yeah. It's but, not like it's not like sorry to, just to take this away from you for a sec. It's not like you're in an injury crisis. You've yes, you've lost Kane, yes, you've lost uh, Reguilon, but you're not missing many others. People, for me, were too quick to blame those injuries. Is that, that what the, the, the tactics were the issue? Random change to five at the back. Ben Davis is not a left wing back, especially not now. Left wing backs require a lot more dynamic running than playing as a left back, um, and he just doesn't have it. He's a very dependable footballer, but he's he's not dynamic and never has been. Well, that's why you know Doherty was chosen there, and he was crap. He's dreadful against Liverpool. He is just he's only played um, well once. Yeah, uh, apart from Son, it's an avoid, avoid. for me right now. A few people, a lot of people, bring in Son for that game week twenty three against West Brom, and I, I can see why. But apart from mm. that, no one is of interest to me right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting few weeks for you guys. Now this is this is make or break for your season, I think. 
Yeah, City next um, after West Brom. But just the the run of form that you've been in, the dropping of results, now key players getting injured, um, and then you know having a bust up with Aurier, from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, this is all. These are all the Mourinho cliches, symptoms. Yes, that we that we saw at United, that we saw at Chelsea. Um, I'm 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 a bit more positive because I took a sneak peek at the lineup while we we're recording, and it's better. Okay, it's four at the back, which is my principal requirement. Um, <laughs> so see how tonight goes. But currently, as we're speaking right now, yeah, not in a good place at all. And and prior cups are only going to get more and more prioritised as time goes on. And to be fair, like if you guys won a cup, I don't. Even if it's just the league cup, I don't think you guys would say this has been a bad season. The the most ideal thing for me is that we we win a cup and he goes. What just leaves at the end of the season? Yeah, not that that's going to happen. We 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 have too much. We owe him too much money if he goes. But that would be my ideal because he's. That's why he was brought in. He was brought in to win something. Don't care what yeah. it was. We didn't bring him in for dynasty, did we? Not really. We bought we bought him in to to you know Kane, Son, etc. Have a few years of peak left. Let's let's try and win something in that time. Yeah, Europa League would be a great win for you guys. Yes, for sure. Yeah, especially especially because it gets you top um, Champions League. So. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to West Brom. <sighs> moving on to West Ham. Um, <laughs> got, got nothing on West Brom. Target them. Yeah. Yeah. Two goals a okay. uh, two goals a game minimum. Yeah. They are conceding. Yeah. Um, Johnston's averaging something like one point six points per game in the last six. So if you have him yeah. with another keeper, just start your other keeper. Yeah. Um, and that's all I've got to say to be honest. Uh, West Ham doing pretty good. Didn't have a great game against uh, Liverpool. But then against Villa, did very well. Suchek, nine points. I know some people benched him again. I didn't. Uh, Antonio got eight. Lingardinho uh, has returned. <laughs> the thing with Lingard is it's because people already have three West Ham. Otherwise, I think he'd be very much on the radar. Yeah. That, is the, that is the problem. You have to sacrifice Suchek. Suchek. Um, or do what I'm going to do and wait until Antonio gets injured. Yeah. Antonio's a uh, for me out of that little thing we spoke the little group we spoke about Bamford, DCL, Watkins, Wilson. I still think he's the best just because yeah. he's had elite stats for twelve months now, nearly twelve months. Yeah. Obviously, he will get injured again, but but you can't wait as we spoke about last week. Uh, and the next two are Fulham and Sheffield United. Yeah, I mean Sufau is. I think that I don't have to talk about this last week because they are now of a reputation of top eight at worst mm-hmm. they are having to come at teams a bit more which I think makes the defence slightly less attractive yeah but I mean if you have Sue Fowler you're not selling but I'm not massively sold on buying anymore I'm considering selling him but he's not a priority exactly yeah but like if I say I bring Shaw in for Alioski this week he's going to be he's probably going to be my least favourite defender to play he's the 15th and... member of my team at the moment yeah. Um, well, actually, I'm going to upgrade him to 14th because Chilwell's benched again. That's what I mean. You know, I mean, any other time of year, he's going to be like up there as a decent starter. But yeah, yeah, Suchek's a pain in my ass because I keep benching him. Uh, the two games I've started Suchek for since I bought him back, he scored, uh, sorry, well, three if you include Wildham was a double game, but he scored five points. 
the two the two games in between that, I think he's got twenty four. Uh, he's he's just going to be one of those, isn't he? That you just don't know what he's going to do. I, yeah, I mean the the structure of my team basically means that I have to choose between him and Rafinha every week. But when I do wild card, Suchek is either going to be in the team every week or just not in not in my squad. Um, I think that's I, I, he's good enough. He's vastly underpriced. I think he's he's going to be. I think he's good enough to be in you know a starter now. Um, it's just the way my team is. I I can't start him every week currently, but everyone else. And if you do bench him, keep him first sub just in case one of the city um, defenders doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a reasonable shout. Yeah, we we spoke about this. I think maybe last week, but mm. always I'd always pick Suchek over Sufal now. If I if I, if I was choosing between the yeah. two. Yeah. I would, but they look really good. Um, and there's no, a lot of people have got three, and I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I got three, and I know, I know we keep saying don't pick three because of COVID, but I think you can take the risk here. And finally, we've got Wolves. Jose Willian is maybe the only person I could think about bringing in, but he's still a, a risk at this point. He's improved the whole team having that sort of presence back. But they were still very much second best in the first half against Arsenal. And they lost to Palace as well, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Willian, Jose or Neto is still decent. But I wouldn't be buying anyone still. Yeah, they've gone back to a back three. So I think the defence is going to improve a lot. Yeah, uh, the, the um, reaction to that that I saw was generally unhappy Wolves fans. We, we spoke about, you know, are they going to try and... The, the back four is what they might go with in future. But do they need to sort of prioritise now and just make sure that they're in a reasonably solid position, which looks like he has done? I think the problem was they, they kind of panicked when they weren't scoring goals. So they're like, well, let's go to a, a four at the back and be more expansive and we'll get the goals. And then the goals didn't come. And then because they switched to a back four, their defence suffered. Yeah. So, uh, and they've never been a particularly offensive team. No, they haven't. As we've They've always been very sort of pragmatic, so just stick to the back three in future. So, yeah, um, but yeah, to to conclude, I, I don't think I'd be buying any of them right now. No, no. And that will conclude the podcast, I think. Yes. Uh, one quick note on captaincy for the weekend. Uh, probably Son for me. Interesting. And uh, Vice? It is Bruno against Everton. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to continue to be a wild card. I'm going to pick Antonio as my captain. I thought you might say uh, that. Against Fulham. Uh, and Son is my vice. Um, I'm not going to take the risk with Cancelo again against Liverpool. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, other alternatives. Bamford will probably score against Palace. Grealish, if you have him. Grealish, yeah, we mentioned, yeah. Son's probably number one for me, but yeah, you've probably just maybe even convinced me to change my advice to Antonio. Uh, definitely not a bad option. Stop copying me, Jack. <laughs> I mean, hopefully Son plays against West Brom because we'll probably lose otherwise. Um, yeah, I'll probably. But ben- benching this week's tough. We'll just dis- well, sure oh, we'll discuss yeah. off recording, but bloody hell, I don't know how yeah. we're going to sort this out. I mean, it's easy now that I haven't made my transfers, but um, as soon as I bring, let's say I bring Shaw and Rafinha in, it's going to be a lot trickier. Yeah. Uh, might just have to drop stones to the bench. Yeah. Don't even know if he's going to play. So I'm tempted to, to keep Chilwell this week and bench him just so I, it's a bit easier for me. 
that that's how but you know we'll, we'll, we'll see um but yeah um keep you up twitter updated with what we eventually decide to do yeah and we'll also have our parking punts on yeah. uh, saturday morning as well yeah can't wait to read some steve bruce um, I'm, I'm taking it seriously now uh you, you give me this <laughs> i kind of want to lose just so i can read it <laughs> <laughs> that could be arranged <laughs> anyway uh that will wrap up the podcast for this week uh thanks for listening give us a follow on twitter at bus parking fpl yeah follow for luke shaw based rant yes <laughs> okay guys we will hopefully uh see you next week uh stay safe and good luck for the weekend good luck everyone bye bye